Hey, Coach, how you doing? Good, how you doing? Good. Coach, I'd like to talk about Donnie Holmes, mm -hmm. if I may. Um, he's a young man, over 400 snaps, has yet to give up a touchdown, and you relied on him a lot. Can you talk about his progress from day one to now? Yeah, uh, you know, good morning, by the way, um, to everybody. Um, I, you know, Darnay works really hard, um, and he ha he asked the right questions, and I and I think that's been um, part of his growth. You know, I'm not sure. I think he was a little bit worried to ask questions sometimes in front of the group or stop me while I'm doing the um, install. And then you know, we had a meeting today, and boom, like he didn't know something. He said, "Pat, whoa, 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 can you go back over that?" And you know, I I always think that's a sign of confidence, you know, because, you know, a lot of times he's just, you know, just in my daily walk too, like sometimes you don't ask a question when you're not confident. You might think it might sound stupid. Did you miss something? I thought that was good by him. Um, as for on the field, the biggest thing for me is just, you know, like most like coverage players, you know, one, you know, DBs, you want him to be able to tackle. He's doing a better job of tackling. Um, you know, he's doing a better job of that. The other thing is, can he play his leverage? You know, one thing that happens when you get into this league, especially when you're dealing with the slot corner position, um, you know, winning your leverage is a big part of it. You know, you see how, you know, teams struggle in third down earlier in the year and those teams improve. Usually it's because of something simple as winning your leverage. And he's really um, worked on that. And I think he's um, doing a good job of trying to um, compete to win his leverage against some of the better players that he's going against. But I think that's some of the stuff where he's improved. Ken Azera. Patrick, I have just two, two questions. One, uh, I apologize. It's it's more about your history. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm just kind of curious, curious what what you got out of your experience when you went to Notre Dame as as a GA. Um, you know what that you know kind of where that sent your career, so to speak, with with Weiss over there. Uh, well, you know, Coach Weiss. I mean, I'm in debt to him for a ton of things. Just you know, learning football, the opportunity to go to a big school, and and you know. I mean, he took a lot, a lot of mornings when I was there as a GA where it was me and him going through the tape, and he took the time to teach me how to coach. So, you know, I'm in debt to that, you know. And then also, the, you know, the, how he had the relationship um, in the NFL helped me get a job there. So, and then I met some really good people there, you know. Chad Clunder, who's with us here. Tim McDonald, like, who's here with the Giants. I, I met some really good people at Notre, Notre Dame. And, you know, the simple thing is, you know, whether I grew up as a Notre Dame fan or not, my brother was, I wasn't. I mean, when you go there, it's a special place. It just is. So, you know, that's, that's one thing that always uh, stands out to me. And, and a sec, just a follow-up on this particular game here. Uh, can you speak to the different challenge that that Murray, you know, you know, presents to you guys versus what you you had out in Seattle last week? Well, you know, um, um, Seattle, you know, Russ. I mean, he, good quarterback, great quarterback in this league. I mean, uh, and then for Murray, he's just younger. And the thing about him, I mean, like not that uh, Russell isn't fast. This guy Murray is true speed. That's like when I'm talking to the players. Um, true speed, so not fast. He's not quick. We're dealing with true speed, where any mistake it could be, it could be a touchdown at any given moment. So I mean, that's what you're dealing with with this guy, whether it's the run game or the passing game, because he could get away from you and then get the ball down the field. I mean, that's what I mean by you know true speed and the ability to score a touchdown at any point on the field. It, he's pretty dynamic. So I mean, we got a big challenge ahead of us. On top of that, he has some of the best wide receivers to play the game since I've been in the league um, working with him. And Drake's playing at such, sorry, is that me? Oh. And Drake's playing at such a high level uh, right now. The backs, Edmonds, I mean, like they're playing at such a high level. The guys are doing a good job blocking. So big challenge, big challenge this week. 
Weiss claims that he uh, he fouled up your language a bit in in, in, uh, in South Bend, by the way. My, my my parents my parents might be paying attention to this. <laughs> I can't I can't agree with that. <laughs> Art. Hey Pat, uh, I just wanted to ask you. You had said a couple of weeks ago, you know, your job is to be to be a reflection of the vision of the head coach, mm-hmm. and obviously you and Joe. We're on the same page back in January. It's why you're here. But I'm just curious, in your history, was there a time where you realized, you know what, Joe and I see a lot the same? Uh, well, uh, here's the thing about me. I'm not, you know, I, uh, yeah, I can say, yeah. Here goes, I, I gauge it like this. at the com- When we go to the combine, who do I have dinner with? You know, <laughs> if I consistently have dinner with you, like then we're, you know, we're like-minded and, you know, I'll enjoy spending my time because, you know, when you get to, you know, that, that's one of the things that I use to gate and me and, and a couple of other people I work with, like we always make time to, to spend time with one another. So like, absolutely. I mean, and again, I, again, I just admire Joe for his teaching ability. You know, like I'm drawn to people that are better than me, you know, no different than, you know, Matt Patricia, Brian Flores. They, I, I know in my mind they're better than me, and I, I'm drawn to them because I can learn from those guys. You know, like B Flow in terms of how smart he is and how good of a leader he is. And his, his, I mean, like I'm drawn to that. You know, Matty P, how smart he is, how tough he is, how good of a teacher he is. Uh, you talk about Joe Judge in terms of the level of how he can teach, how smart he is. I'm drawn to people like that. So that's something that, you know, because I know it's going to make me better. I, I like that. So. Hey, Pat, how's it going, man? Mm-hmm. Hi. Hey, um, Jabril was talking after the game that you seem to have found a way to figure out what every one of your guys is good at at every level. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of, you know, putting them in the position to make these plays down the stretch has been a driving force in your defense. What went into that? And, and you know, what's the process like of just studying each of your guys and figuring out how to put them in the best position? Well, I mean, I appreciate what he said, but, like, honestly – it comes down to the assistant coaches and their feedback and what they because they spend more time with the guys individually. So, again, what did I do? If anything I did, I, I just became maybe a better listener. That's probably that's probably what happened. Um, you know, something that, you know, you got to work on every day for, you know, I mean, again, everybody wants to be a good listener. Do we practice it? We try to practice it. How good are you at it? But like being a good listener and listening to the assistant coaches, listening to the players, you know, I don't know if they could have ownership of the defense right from jump, but at some point they got to take ownership of it and you start to listen to those guys. And then, But it, it really comes down to the assistant coaches because they spend more time. They evaluate them. I mean, again, we're, doing, we're all evaluating them, but it, it, I probably, if anything I did was probably become a better listener to the coaches, you know, whether it's Brett, Jerome, Kevin, you know, Jody, Spence, Mike. I mean, all those guys, just listening to those guys, you know. It seems like the last month you guys have kind of elevated your game on defense to another level. Was there a moment where it seemed like these guys kind of clicked and they started to take ownership of the defense like you talked about? Uh, well, each week is so different, but, um, you know, the, the confidence is coming from, you know, practice, to be honest with you. Practice and uh, spending time with one another, whether it's Zoom or when they're here in the building. And, you know, them getting comfortable with us as coaches, the coaches getting comfortable with one another. And, you know, it just starts to grow, like, just like any relationship, you know. And, you know, you hit your bumps and you're in the road. I think that's the right saying. And, you know, you work through it. But, you know, we're doing, you know, we're just, now we're just focused on the Cardinals and figure out how we could, you know, hopefully stop them or minimize their effectiveness on Sunday.
I'm Rock. Pat, you talked about some of the head coaches you've worked for. Mm-hmm. Um, hard not to notice your name being thrown about a little bit mm-hmm. for uh, head coach opportunities. Do you think you're ready for that? Is that something you're interested in? If you go back to the first time I spoke to you guys, I'm I'm not smart enough to think ahead of today. I'm trying to get better today. Um, I I need to get ready for third down for versus Arizona on Sunday. So I can't even think about it like that. To be honest with you, Tom. But um, you know, I, I that's all I'm really focused on. Third down in two minutes today. Finish up early downs and then get ready for red area. You know. Right before here, I was going through red area meetings. So, I mean, I can't think about that stuff right now, to be honest with you. We got time for two more. Hey, Pat, I'm just curious as a coordinator, what's it like when you're drawing up these plans every week? What is that feeling like as a coordinator? Uh, you, You broke up a little bit, but how if the draw up the plans, I mean, Again, it comes back to listening. Again, you know, the, the whole I'm not going to go through the whole process of how we game plan, but it's the input from the coaches and watching the tape. And, you know, obviously, you know, like you just try to provide some wrinkles um, here and there. But here's the thing. The reason why you got to provide the wrinkles is because the, the coaches on the other side of the ball that you're going against, they're pretty good coaches. You know, one of 32, whether the linebackers coach, uh, they're the coordinator, whatever you or I'm sorry, the running backs coach, the receivers coach, they're one of 32 in the world. So you have to, you know, you have to throw in wrinkles because here's how I look at it. We don't got, we don't have anything else to do but football. It's not like we have to get on the phone, recruit, you know, we're not worried about that stuff right there. We don't have to talk to boosters. All we do is football. So if all you do is football, that's what they're evaluating. That's what they're looking at. You got to have some wrinkles to be able to, you know, hopefully throw them off a little bit. So, I mean, it's just the normal process you go through. Um, but I would say it starts with listening, listening to your coaches, listening to your players, to be honest with you. Hey, Patrick, how are you? Good, good. Um, we were talking to Logan yesterday, and he kind of brought up out of the wild blue, he said, you know, there's a guy on our team who hasn't posted really big numbers, but he does as much for us as anybody, and that's Dalvin, who today was nominated for – Walter Payton what can you talk about him in his season yeah I mean and I'll talk about the person first I mean when you know you know I love you and all this stuff like that guys say it all the time but like you know since I've known him since he was a rookie um, I really have a, a, a love for this guy in terms of um, what he does on and off the field having a relationship with him um, I just think that he's a genuine person he he try, he he's one of those people that you become a better person a better player being around him and that's and I and you can see that that the where that D line is going right now and as they go through this process is a direct correlation to his leadership and his what he does on that field regardless of what statistics or what have you he's teaching them how to use their hands properly he's teaching them about the right attitude to play in the front and you and again because I knew him as a rookie and he was learning from snacks and uh, JPP and OV and those guys you see the maturation process occur. And it's a beautiful thing to see. It's one of the things why we coach. Again, it goes back to us being teachers. You see one of your students doing well, and you're like, wow, that's pretty cool. Now, what's going on in the field? He's a technician. He's always been a technician, but now you're seeing, again, like, I don't know whether he had an apprenticeship or something. He's, he's just improving as he's over the years. He's improving over the years. He's ready to take his, his, his exams to get, to get his own spot. Like, and you can really see it. It's, it's really, you know, he was a young guy learning from the older guys. And now as he's grown and now he's, he's ready to teach the master's classes. And, I mean, it's a beautiful thing to see because, I mean, 
pad level, playing with his hands, the ability to get off of blocks, uh, the conditioning, to be able to finish games. I mean, you know, I mean, like, it's such a good thing to see for that guy, and I'm, I'm just happy to be around him. Dad, I want to ask about the three free agents you guys brought in, Logan, Blake, and Bradbury. Mm-hmm. You're, you, when you get hired, you know the roster. You, you look at the roster. Most of these guys are here before you. And then you have two months before free agency. Were you drawing up schemes and saying, I need a Martinez, I need a Bradbury, I need a Logan Ryan to do what I want to do? Or do you sign those guys and tweak it after you have those guys, if that makes sense? The chicken or the egg, which yeah. came first? Well, you, you, once you start throwing sayings out there, you're going to confuse me. So, um, <laughs> but um, uh, I would say this, um, Blake, I knew Blake. I knew he was a leader um, and growing into that role and a productive inside linebacker. So, of course, you want good players, to be honest with you. To me, part of the beauty of the system and the part of the, that Joe is building here or creating here and what Mr. Gettleman, we, we want good football players here at the New York Giants. And then it's our job to figure out how to deploy them. So to me, I, I, I don't the chicken or the egg. I don't I, you. I don't know, right? <laughs> but but like we want good football players, and then it's our job to figure it out and see how we, you know what we could do to help stop the offenses.